So it's been about seven or eight years of prayer and little adjustments and big adjustments that he's made in my life. And it came to a head where I just realized procrastination is ruining my life. In our Christian walk, is spiritual discernment necessary? Hey, Pantry fam. Are you looking for more faith-based podcasts, but you don't know where to go? The Access More Podcast Network has over 40 shows on topics like faith, culture, family, and entertainment, and offers a safe space to discover inspiring conversations. So if you're a fan of this show, you're going to find encouragement, hope, and joy from other podcasts on Access More. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast, a show for those who want to be challenged, sifted, and changed by Jesus, not junk food. Learn to contextualize God's word in your life and discern the simplicity of the gospel amidst the complexity of his saints. This is season 11, Breaks and Builds. We're looking at what God has called his church to be and how well we're hitting or missing these marks today. So welcome, sit down and join us and friends from over 90 countries in the pantry. Now let's dig into the meal. Hey, what's up? Hello. Oh my goodness. I just love sitting here. Ever since we stopped doing the Bible study online, it's like I miss sitting here and talking with you. Yeah. I don't miss the Bible study though online. Yeah. Because we're doing it in our house and we're doing it in person. And man, I'm telling you, it's like I've on missed that. fire. I did miss that. I definitely missed that. I missed that. There's something about being in the same room as the people you're talking to that makes the conversation come alive. And... No, no, nothing bad about, you know, yeah. all our awesome guests that we have on, because I think that there's some kind of exception there we have. But it's because it's like one on two. It's not just a lot of video off squares. Right. You know, right. it's so it's like it, it's still a conversation. So it's just it's amazing. Definitely recommend an in-person Bible oh, study if absolutely. there's one near you. Absolutely. Uh, start one yeah. if, if you don't know of one near you, but yeah. So today we're going to be talking about spiritual wisdom in the church. And actually this, that Bible study was actually one of those things <laughs> where I was like very prayerful. So there was a lot of aspects to this that were happening, you know, behind the scenes, you got Michelle over there clicking this button and that button and getting it streamed out to here and streamed out to there. And we're, we're like, she's constantly moving, constantly busy. Um, then you put into this consideration that community is so important. Mm-hmm. And, and I started weighing these and really I, I felt this like this, 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 this not a voice. Okay. You look, we don't hear the voices, but you get these feelings. You're like, okay, I need to really pray about this and see what direction. Cause I want to have ears that hear what the, what the spirit is saying to its church. And so we came up with this decision because we were listening mm-hmm. and discerning and really putting it into practice. And let me tell you something, it has been so awesome to see my wife be able to relax <laughs> and not just be like running nonstop because I mean, come on guys with tech, it glitches, it goes here, it goes there. But that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is, is this discernment for the church because I really think that we've seen both good and we've seen both bad when we're talking about this. When you're looking at the church in general, there's a question that starts coming to mind as you see things play out uh, when you're paying attention to, I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, like Christian church news. Like, I don't know. It's just like the <laughs> things that get out to greater Christendom and then you like people start talking about it. And you wonder sometimes, you're like, was that the wisest way to handle it? Was that, then you look at the reactions of people, you're like, are people in general, you know, is Christendom being wise and how they're handling what they hear? Um, Then, you know, when you look at your own life 
and you see the struggles that are going on, you're like, did I handle that <laughs> as wisely as I could have? Then your friends come to you with their struggles and of course you empathize, you feel for them, but then at the same time, like when you hear all the details, at least sometimes you're like, this this road, you, you somehow they landed on that road because there was some unwise stuff. And then that comes down to discernment. Right. So this is really important when you're talking about breaks and builds because what's going on? If if we, as soon as we were saved, the Holy Spirit gave us wisdom just like off mm-hmm. the cuff right there, then this wouldn't be an issue. Right. So we need to ask. And there's biblical verses that talk about oh, you need to ask. <laughs> but um but you know, why how does this plan, how is this impacting the church right now? at large, um, and it, it kind of is a cool caveat or segue from last week when we were talking about mm. theology wars, mm. because I think part of why there's so much scuffling is because of a lack of wisdom right. being implemented. I, I don't know how many times I've sat there and held something, just sit on it, right? What, what's the whole additive? Like, even in, in, the, in the world, right? Yeah. It's like, type it out, okay, but don't hit send on the if email. If you can't Look. say anything nice, <laughs> well, that, that don't too. say well, anything like, How many times have you right. heard, too, like, just write it, oh, but that don't was, hit send? That was my um, PR advice when yeah. I was training people for social back in the day. And it, it's just amazing, like, we should be praying, pausing, and then proceeding. Yes. Um, a couple of things actually, and, and, and this is controversial, not controversial because I'm not on either side of this. Look, if you wanted to close your church, you wanted to keep your church open at the beginning of COVID, honestly, that was up to the Holy Spirit and God coming in and saying, hey, this is what you need to do. Or that's what I would have loved to hear. Yeah. Now I've heard I heard churches that say we're closing down because we need to protect people and 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 it's 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 just you know whatever that side and then there's the other side that's saying we're not closing down because we have our rights and da 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 but never once did I hear someone sit there and say you know what we prayed about it and the Holy Spirit is guiding our decision and I think I sat there at that moment in time and I'm like yo we we're kind of getting this wrong we're kind of yeah. getting this wrong um you know if i was to start this off with a verse it's in hebrews 5 and you know it's that, it's that one that says but solid food belongs to those who are full full of age right that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to serve both good and evil but you know as you go through that he's actually talking to an immature church and he's like hold up we got to go back cuz there's something not going on right here mm-hmm. we we we're we're in this milk we're going back to this milk stage because we have gone away from the solid foods and it's like wow okay so we can digress you know we think we come into christianity and we do this constant grow but you know sometimes we grow and then sometimes we recede because he's doing some sifting then we have to come to truth in ourselves Mm-hmm. humble ourselves and sit there and say, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I need to get back into the meat of the situation and the, in the hearing mm-hmm. what the spirit has to say, because at the end of the day, this is about judging uh, good and evil, or at least discerning. Let's use the, you know, cause they both mean the same thing. Yeah. Um, go back into season. What was that? 10, right? Yeah. And that was 10. Judge well, not. Judge not. Right. We have to be in a position to discern what's going on around us. Oh boy, Solomon. <laughs> you know, I went through like several different commentaries because I wanted to see this. Okay, so Solomon, right? We've talked about this. His history <laughs> and the stories that follow him are fascinating. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely fascinating. And yeah. I've sat here on one side of this and I'm like, I always hear, I've always heard the story of Solomon. 
Mm-hmm. I've always heard it. Pre- someone preach about it, teach about it, talk about it. And this great wisdom that he received, which he did, mm-hmm. look, which he I mean, did, yeah, absolutely. Right, which he did. And, and I'm always like, but Kings 11, first Kings 11 exists, you know, yeah. with, with the 700 plus 300 concubines. When we look at Solomon, though, and we get into first Kings three, right? Yeah. What we see is uh, when you, and I'm, I'm, we're going to skip through the beginning of that, but in verse three, it's really important. It says, and Solomon loved the Lord walking in the statues of his father, David, except that he sacrificed and burnt incense at the high places. Mm-hmm. Now this high place, just to describe it really fast was they didn't have a temple. So the Ark of the covenant was in Jerusalem. Um, and then they were going outside of town, even though the Ark of the covenant was in Jerusalem and they're doing sacrifices. Now high places had two, two, two places on this. Right. You had, the one that they were doing high places to God um, because they really didn't have anywhere to go. It's like, okay, they didn't have it. The tabernacle was set up, but the Ark of Covenant was in Jerusalem and the tabernacle was left outside because of the warring and some of the things that happened. So they were going to these high places, but they also had high places that uh, didn't worship God. And we, we see that in, in first Kings uh, 11 too, when we talk about what he built all these uh, temples to, right. Or these yeah. idols to, um, but what's interesting here is God, God loved him too. Um, so we have this love of Solomon for God. And then we have God loving Solomon. Second Samuel 12, 24 says, and David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in unto her and lay with her and she bare a son. And he called his name Samuel. And the Lord loved him. Called him Solomon. Solomon. I'm sorry. Oh, got it. Called him Solomon. And the Lord loved him. So there was this love. And he he was humble in his beginning. You know, you look at verses six, seven. Um, he's, he's calling himself a child, but he's not a child by age. He's just saying, you know, I'm inexperienced in like verse seven. And then you look at verse eight and nine and it asks for an understanding heart to judge the people. This is where we get into it. He's sitting there saying, hey, can I have this heart to judge the people? I want to be I want to be fair. I want to be good. And he just and this discernment. Watch this between good and evil. So this is what Solomon was asking God for. Mm-hmm. So he's asking God for the ability to discern good and evil. All right, guys, mm-hmm. if you know the story, I mean, come on, we're already walking into this. Right. We're walking into this idea that his up front, his heart was right. Right. He had this relationship with God. God loved him and Solomon loved God. And it seemed like, hey, this is that perfect relationship. You know, it's going to go good. You know, we always get in that Christian walk. We see the brother in Christ or we see someone. Oh, this is going to go good. And then sometimes, man, we collapse when we see it go bad because we were like, what happened? Because then God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, right? He's putting other people first. He's like, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Whew, what a topic for this time and day, right? Justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you nor shall any like you arise after you. This was an opportunity. Imagine that. He's telling him, this is this is it. 
And, it, and I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor. Look, he's adding now. He's not just, you know, he asked for this. I want to know good and evil. He's like, I'm going to add both riches and honor so that there shall not be anyone like you among you, the kings, all of your days. So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. Then he awoke from this dream. So he's in this dream mm-hmm. and God and him were having this conversation. And that's amazing to me. It's amazing to me to, to know that he was asking for this, this discerning, this discerning, uh, excuse me, this discerning wisdom of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of going back to the tree of good and evil. Right. I don't know how that ties. No, I agree. I'm not sure how that ties. Another episode. I'm telling you, I'm going to be digging into that. But uh, it's, it's amazing to see this, right? When I look at the Bible and... What you bring you bring up Adam and Eve. When I look at the Bible, I see all of these different arguments, these these arguments humanity could give to God. Well, if God, you had just done mm. this for us or given us this or set up the situation in this way, right. then we would have been able to get to you, God. I would have accepted you, God, if you'd only, you know, humanity wouldn't go off to hell if... And, one, you know, Adam and Eve, they were in this perfect setup. They didn't know good and evil, but there was Satan and they were tempted. And they still, in their humanity, with all this, with a direct connection to God, with like a best friendship with the creator of all mm, things, right. they still let a serpent confuse them. Right. The first time it ever happened, right? right? So that reveals something about humanity that humanity doesn't like to realize, but that's kind of where we are. And then you go, you know, we were given a lot. If you just made it clear what you wanted, God, well, we had a law and it didn't mm. work, right? And for the first time in looking at all this and, and hearing all that God bestowed upon Solomon, it's yet another argument. Well, God, you know, the reason, or like, if you had just given me money, if you had just given right. me respect, and I think the biggest one is if you would have just given me wisdom. Mm. You know, this world is so confusing, Lord. There's so much distraction. There's so many people lying. There's so much evil. How do you expect humans to ever get it right? Well, Solomon was given that well if you. Right. He was given the ability to, he was given the good evil discernment unlike anyone else mm. in the history of humanity and he still screwed it up. And when you look at why, it's because he knew what was good and what was bad and yet still built these altars on behalf of his wives and his concubines. So that makes it even worse because it says if you know what you're doing is wrong, it's counted against you. And in Romans, you know, it says, you know, you better be convinced, fully convinced of what you believe when you make a decision one way or the other, or else it's counted a sin against you. Well, the guy knew more than any of us ever could (laughs) and ever will, it says, you know, he's the only one like him and he still went down this path. But for a man to be able to make such decisions of such magnitude, but then in his own personal life, it's falling apart, Mm. that just again reinforces humanity and that the only option was Jesus. Because even when God gives us everything to make life cushion nice, we still mess it up. Mm. (laughs) And and you know, we could sit there and say that he was reprobate or he was (laughs) off track, right? But let me tell you something, the heart that he had and the struggle that he had was real. 
Yeah. Um, you know, people will sit there and I mean, there's that battle. Was he saved or not saved? Ah, whatever. You know, my thing is like, if you look at his stories, you look at Ecclesiastes, you know, when you look at Ecclesiastes one twelve, it says, I, the preacher have been king over Israel and Jerusalem. And I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom, all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight and what is lacking cannot be counted. Like he wasn't dumb because he was given. Oh, y'all listen. He was given wisdom to discern good and evil. Imagine the struggle that was going through his heart. But did he stop? Did he stop? No, he did not. And that is where we're sitting today, because when we sit here and look at the church and we're looking at what's going on in the church, we have to sit there and say, "Okay, hold up. Yeah, okay. there is a lot going on in the world. Like Michelle was saying, there's a lot that we see, a lot of wickedness, a lot of things that can tie together with the same practices that we're seeing throughout the Bible. Those practices didn't go away. Moloch and Astra and all of these things are still just as relevant today as they were back then. We might not see them as visually or you might see them as visually. It depends on what you know to look for. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying in this discernment, we need to open our hearts and our minds to hear what the spirit is saying to his church. One of my favorite verses, actually, I quote it all the time because we need to pray, pause and proceed. We need to sit there and everything that we do, every decision, everything that comes down the pipeline from society, the world and everything that comes against us. We need to take that moment. Stop. Don't react. Don't be emotional. Don't sit there and say, oh, my gosh, or or, or say, oh, my gosh, <laughs> like, however you want to do that. Oh, my gosh. Or, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. But you need to stop and pray for that answer. Look, we need to build this relationship with the Holy Spirit. We need to be hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying to us because he is our advocate, our guide. He is the one who is reflecting every piece of the Bible. Of He's speaking through Jesus Christ everything that he said. And if we don't have this in ourselves, we are going to be floating lost in an ocean so deep and so wide and so vast that we will feel like we can't get out of it. But God, but God, and I'm sure that's what Solomon felt like. I'm sure that that's what he was going through. I mean, when we first Kings 11, one, right? If you got Bibles turned there, if you're just listening, well, hey, just listen. But he lived, loved many foreign women. The first one was the daughter of Pharaoh. Now there's some, some, some talk there that he, that might've been, you know, she might've converted actually, because it was kind of interesting how that all played out. But Nonetheless, though, but he had women from the Moabites, the Amorites, the Edomites, the Sidians, right? The Hittites. Like every group. Every group that worships. That we hear about that does it all wrong. Right. <laughs> and from the nations of whom the Lord had said, watch this, what you just said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. God had already pre-warned. It's not like this is new discernment stuff. These are things that are already written in the Bible. And it says, listen to me, listen to me. When you go out with the, can I say heathen nations? The heathen nations, right? When you go out into the heathen nations and you start listening to the, the, the philosophy and the, and, the, and, the, and the teachings that they bring, not from biblical, but from a world perspective, a Satan perspective, a self perspective, we have to be able to tear this apart and say, hold up. Does it add up to the word? The word told them, be careful. 
And here he goes in and he puts himself right into that situation of temptation. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And he clung on to this. He loved these things. And he loved these things. And like you said, 700 wives, Mm -hmm. 300 concubines. Yeah. Look, and and watch this, his wives. This is all in the verses, by the way. I'm just breaking out pieces. But in order. (laughs) And his wives turned away his heart. And then, of course, as you get older, you're more steeped in it. You've got relationships built now with these women, right? You've got relationships built with these people. And now you just kind of mosey on over. Now you start building the idols to them. And it's like, we're talking Molex, right? We're talking um, Astrath. We're talking Milcom. <laughs> he did all of these things. Chermush, right? Cher, cher, chimush, chimush, I think. Chimush, C-H-E-M-O-S-H. Chimush. And he started, watch this, building these things in high places around Jerusalem. That was the infiltration of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And he, knowing good and evil, did not discern properly. We have a, I love saying false binary or false dichotomy within the greater body of Christ where some glorify wisdom and some glorify relationship without necessarily realizing Mm. that those two go together in the same way you would not want, or I don't even know if it would be possible to have an infinitely wise God that just completely missed having also infinite love because an infinitely wise God would know love is the best way, but here's but here's the spin on that, and there, mm-hmm. this is the reason why I don't like I don't know if it would or not. There's head knowledge and there's heart knowledge. There's people who know the Bible, and there's people even in the world who don't have Jesus who know that doing something a certain way is going to lead to bad outcomes, but their emotions influence them and have a sway over them, which keeps them from acting on the wisdom that they have. So having Mm. wisdom does not guarantee you're going to act on that wisdom. So that's one of the biggest reasons why I was always asking for wisdom from God. As soon as I came to Christ, I just started praying for wisdom and I started being able to articulate things or whatever. And I started wrapping my head around some stuff. And I was like, this is cool because I felt like that's it's working. Yet I didn't really see these big leaps and change in my character Mm. and these big leaps and changes in how I thought and my attitude. I still had the same impatience, the same anger, the same frustration. Yet I knew now how destructive that was. And I could point out, you know, what it leads to, how it leads to it, what it's done to all these people. Like I had wisdom. So I started then because I had been praying for wisdom. He gave Mm. me this bit of wisdom to start asking also, right? For wisdom, for godly wisdom, for godly discernment, which means it helps me be able to discern if it's wisdom of the world that just sounds attractive and right, or is it wisdom that the Lord's word reinforces? Mm. And then here's the big part, the strength to live a life that reflects what I know to be true. Mm. So I stopped just asking for a bigger head. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> and I started asking for a bigger heart to match wow. it. 
because you can know a lot of things. I think literally just this week, I, I finally accepted that I have huge struggles with procrastination. And I read this little thing. It was, I, I don't think the woman has Jesus. Um, but I read this little write-up she had written and it articulated my own struggle, practically spot on, can't say, oh, this isn't me, this isn't me. But within it, the thing that really hit, the thing that really made me feel like this is exactly what I'm going through is she knew all the ways and reasons why procrastination was terrible and destroying her and why up front it's better to do it so that the little minor discomfort now is going to magnify later and be this giant monster you have to tackle and it's better doing it. She knew all that, just like I do. Yet the momentary, like the in the moment desire to avoid that little feeling was somehow more powerful mm than the knowledge that it was going to become a huge snowball of discomfort later. That huge cost mm. was not, knowing about that huge cost was not enough. And I think that that is the perfect example. Solomon had all this wisdom. So yes, absolutely. For those who follow their heartstrings at all times, who have all this emotion just like dragging them around and you feel like you're a slave to it, you need to start praying for wisdom. Right. And the strength to act on that wisdom. But for those who are the, the biblical eggheads that still can't help but hate people who disagree, who still have that rage in their heart for the people who don't see eye to eye with you, for the Christian who just seems like they cannot get it as right as you can, you need to start praying for a bigger heart. I, I see that a lot um, in arguments. I see that a lot. And like the, people get so like horses with blinders, you know, they, 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 they it just becomes so narrow. And, and, and I'm not saying, you know, this isn't like going against the foundations of our Christianity. Right? Absolutely not. Um, but you see it in a lot of people. It's almost like a, <laughs> a humanistic uh, manifestation because mm -hmm. I don't just see it in Christians. I see it in atheists. I see it in other people who believe other ways. It's mm -hmm. like, they're so focused on their one way that they can't stop themselves from just deep diving in and going after. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really it's, it takes a lot to sit there and be comfortable in what you believe. Okay. I, I, I don't think that like, and we brought this up in the last episode too, mm -hmm. right? I don't think that like limited atonement and unlimited atonement is going to be, you know, like the defining factor of my salvation. I'm saved or I'm not saved, right? I mean, those are the things that we discussed. We also discussed that I think that we have a lot of time on our hands to think about things. But what are we thinking about? What are we putting our minds on? I think that we sit there sometimes and say, well, you know, like right now, the Halloween thing. Okay, there, oh my gosh. If you throw out like, okay, it's Halloween season, one, two, three, go. Boy, I will tell you, you will hear a division go right up, right up in the middle. Hey, I don't agree with Halloween. But I don't feel like it's my necessity. It's my like I don't feel like I have to go out there and battle everyone that believes in Halloween. Right. I don't have to sit out there and say, "What's well, the most wickedest time?" Give it to God again. Pray. This is about discernment. Okay. Look, challenge people in that sense. Don't. Okay. Well, hey, just pray about it. Mm -hmm. Look, if it's your friends and they're like, "Nah," you know, and I'm like, "Hey," well, I think one of the quickest things we get to in our conversations with people that we talk to is like, "Okay, there's a conviction here." Mm -hmm. When you start feeling that conviction, because see, God's doing a work in you. Mm 
God's doing a work in me. God's doing a work in Michelle, doing a work in all of his believers, his children, those that he, he guides and, and, and sifts. You know, some of us are a little more hard headed than other people. I'm going to say it that way. Some people have a harder time letting go of some things, the emotions that get involved, the, the things that they attach themselves to as children or whatever it is. And we sit there and we're like, but we sit there and we, we want them to be where we're at. Or we want them to be, well, we might be wrong too, and we still want them to be where we're at. I'm not trying to play at one side or the other here, but I'm saying we're not listening. Mm-hmm. And when it does come, that's where I'm at. Because God's going to come one day and tell you, hold up, question. Time for an interview. <laughs> time for an interview, y'all. If you're, here we go. How did you come to that knowledge that you were having a procrastination issue? I, so it took years okay. of consistent prayer, mm. meaning the desire's been in me to be more like Christ and to have all these issues worked out of me. And so continuously going back to the Lord and praying, Lord, you're the only one who can fix me. I trust you. I know you're not going to just snatch it away. Probably I'm in it with you mm. and I'm here. And then also the consistent praying for wisdom and discernment and the strength to live out the two, right? Um, Because sometimes you get this great discernment and suddenly now you're uncomfortable because everyone around you hasn't been convicted in it, but you have. Now what? You know, Mm. but in this area, it was after all these little nudges, I can't point to any specific timeline, but I just know for the last few years because it really came to a head when we right. started dating. Right. Because then you have someone that really does a great job being a mirror for you, showing you the effect you have long term on a human being. Right. <laughs> and like and when you can't <laughs> play perfect all the time and the real you just has to come out, who is that? You know, and how does right. that impact our life and, and all that. So you see that. So it's been about seven or eight years of prayer and little adjustments and big adjustments that he's made in my life. And it came to a head where I just realized procrastination's ruining my life. Like that just came to me. And I was ready to hear the hard truths. And not just ready to hear them and accept them, but also wrap my head around them in a way I don't know if I could have before, but he chose now as the time. And so now there's a new season of whatever that means to work it out, but I know he's revealed it to me now. Oh, that's good. See, prayer. Prayer. Now, lots of distractions, lots of, you know, garbage going on. You've been on. praying for me. Yeah, I've been praying. The, the, we pray for one yeah. another. Look, we our shortcomings, we don't, look, about the only thing I've ever said to Michelle is like, she told me up front, she says, man, I can, I can, what was that? Uh, where you do multitasking. Oh, oh yeah. I, can, I multitask. can multitask like a champ. And I'm like watching from now, now, like you said, we get confronted by our own things. She's got stuff. Like I was like completely wrong. In, and now I'm confronted. Now I'm like, Lord, Lord, Lord. Cause I want to hear the God's voice. Mm-hmm. I don't go to my family. I don't go to my, my, my best friends. I mean, okay, maybe a best friend has some, some walk with me in this, but you know mm-hmm. what? I never go in there with like, Ooh, this or that, or this or that. It's more like, Hey, there's this struggle going on in, in, in my life. And usually I like to focus on myself. I don't bring up her, her side of things all the time, unless mm-hmm. we know that we're together in prayer on it. Yeah. Um, but because what happens is we start to hear the, the wisdom of the world over the wisdom of God. 
And the last thing I want is the wisdom of the world. I want the wisdom of God guiding us through our marriage. And that's how our day to day walk should be. I didn't come in here, beat her up every time on everything. Yeah. You know, we're married, so we have issues, but we pray a lot Mm -hmm. because we want this to be authentic when it comes. Um, okay, limited or unlimited. Maybe I'm wrong on one or the other. I don't know. Look, psh. yeah. But here's the deal: did it? Does it wreck my salvation? No. For most people, <laughs> the answer is no. And right. if, if that right. is a yes, well, then we're going to pray for you. See, that's how right. it works. Right. Is when we realize. I think that I love what you're saying because having spiritual wisdom does not always mean you're now somebody else's Holy Spirit right. or conviction police. Right. It also doesn't mean you hold your tongue and never speak. It wisdom is actually with wisdom comes tact and timing and a lot of other things. If you feel like you have a lot of wisdom, but you lack tact and timing, start praying for tact and timing. It's an area of wisdom. Maybe that's not the area you've been given and allocated yet, but Mm. you can start asking for it because knowing when discerning when to bring out the tough love or the gunshot truth or the finessed truth. Or sometimes even candy coated. Yeah. There's a time for the candy coated. But even that in our relationship, right. I think it was big. It was maybe a year or two in when we realized, or and it was independent. I don't yeah. know when you yeah. learned, but I realized it started happening around the same time. Instead of going to you with my issue about you, I started humbly realizing in most human arguments, you're both wrong about something. Right. You're, it's rarely 100% one person and 0% the other. Right. And I was like, Lord, who the heck am I to know what percent I am and what percent he is right. wrong? I was like, Lord, work in me in what I need work on in this situation. Work on him and what he needs work on. I am not going to be the one to, to define and point out and, and all that, the details of who's, who's wrong, right, whatever, and how they're wrong. And what's amazing is those areas we've submitted sort themselves out. So Mm -hmm. then, of course, going back to last week with theology wars, it comes down to, okay, you think they're wrong, but you, like you said, you say, go pray about it. Have you prayed about it? Keep praying about it. Then you go home, you pray about it because something's going to happen. Someone's going to feel corrected. You might both be wrong because most of these issues have more than two sides you might both be partially wrong, and he might start working in both of you in that area to bring you into one accord. But that's why wisdom needs to play such a big role, discernment, because right. we're seeing a lot of opinions, going back to last week again, being fought out rather than a focus on the convictions right. from the Lord. We aren't even going to the Lord. There's many times, and I'm not bringing up a single specific example, where we've been like, well, because we felt really convicted yeah. about it. We go to the person who did the opposite that we know loves the Lord. And they they might, like, we might be having a conversation. We casually, like, you know, well, did you pray? Like, we prayed really hard about it. And we find out they didn't pray. And that's not to say every time we're in the right. But there have been a lot of times where we prayed and got convicted and fell one way. They didn't pray. They don't feel convicted. They just felt it was the thing to do. Now, Feeling it's the right thing to do is different than the Holy Spirit giving it to you because we are still like walking in the flesh, like literally, as we walk spiritually with Christ. Mm. And there's defaults. And the longer you've been in Christ, those defaults can shift over. But, you know, you might be walking in defaults. And and there's verses like Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. 
you cannot use and cite human studies or opinions that conflict with God's opinion and then say God's wrong. You know, it's, it's going to end in death in some, in some manner for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Even the gospel message is foolishness to the world. And a natural man doesn't accept those things because they're foolishness to him because he doesn't have that. But even in like amongst saved believers, Mm. if you haven't really even taken it to him, you might be going back default into what you've heard your whole life. And it and it falls apart. So if nothing else, praying for for the wisdom and the strength to handle it is so vital in these situations. And honestly, meekness is not weakness. Right. Um, and, And when you approach things from that perspective and not puffed up pride. Right. Look, today we we got we got a friend whose baby is stage four cancer and you know you ask for prayer in the social media world and you you know you just want it to be clean you know, this prayer 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 thanks cut mm-hmm. my heart is already aching my heart is hurting um and then you know <laughs> that, that one thing pops in you know the one that's always there that's your always friendly neighborhood against. troll right your friendly neighborhood up. troll that's always there your biggest trolley <laughs> fan <laughs> and i sat there at the table with michelle and I and I wrote it up because I was just like I just wanted to blast y'all. I'm not lying. I, I just want because I mean it is toxic. It's evil. It's to me. It's like okay, really, this is a very vulnerable time for a family. This is a very vulnerable time for people in that situation. Um, can't you just have some decency this one time? You know. Mm-hmm. But see, there I go putting my expectations onto somebody else. Right. Whether whether it's right or wrong or indifferent, it's like okay. It's like, here I am expecting them to be something that I want them to be. Right. And so before I, and I wanted to hit send y'all. And then I just sat there and I said, Lord, is this, is this what you want it to be? And you know what? The Lord said, came back and I'm telling you, and he said, be silent. Um, we got to stop. We really do. We, we need to be in that prayer because we've been told. We have been told. We have been told that we're not, that we've been raised up in Christ, right? And to seek things which are above, from above, where Christ is. Watch this, sitting in the right hand of God. says, set your mind on things above, not things of this earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. This, This just tells you where your mind needs to be. My struggles... I'm getting to God in one way or another. I might not get to God in the, and I might get to God in the first minute, first second. I might not get to God in like I remember one time Kalia coming up and her telling us stop it, you two. Now we weren't really okay, she's never seen a fight between us like that. Like a blind I mean she's she, heard us. She has once, but she was, was like, like seven, seven months, months old or something. And then, you know, across seven months we were both on edge. <laughs> but uh we were just in the kind of like the worked up, you know, voices and she comes in and Michelle immediately like grasps a hold of the situation and says, oh, man, I just got corrected by my three year old. And I walk out of the kitchen in my mind going like, who are you, you little? <laughs> and it took me a little bit longer. But you know what? In that walkout, I'm going to Christ because right. I wanted my things. I want my thoughts. This transfers over into your daily living, too. 
Mm-hmm. If we're allowed, look at what Solomon, right? People fight this too when they don't want to give up the world. They say, well, you know, it's okay. How am I going to do this or this? And, and I, I get that. But look at Solomon. Solomon, Solomon was, had a conversation with God. And he asked for the wisdom to see good and evil. And God gave him that and more. But he allowed the world to still be a portion in his life. And that ripped him away from that relationship with God to where God, at the end of all of this, in, in that verse nine, right, of, of, of um, oh, where was I at? Come on. Anyways, it says, and it says in first Kings 11. And verse nine, he gets to this point where God says, so the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel who had appeared to him twice. He allowed things in. He didn't keep his thoughts on things above. He didn't stop to hear what God had to say. He rolled forward in life thinking that it was okay. Pray, pray, hear what God has to say, because I think it's really important as we move forward, y'all. No, I don't think it's important. I know it's important. There's a battle being waged. There's a war being waged. There is a war on creation. There is a war on God. There is a war on his principles, on what he's ordained in the world. And we need to be attached to his word, not the world. And we need to be hearing what he's saying and not being influenced by what they're saying. It's coming. Whether it's our generation, the next generation, we need to be raising our children the same way to hear the Lord, to hear what God has to say, to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking. This is the discernment, y'all. Just stop for a second. Put it on pause. Tell the person if it's in person, hey, can I come back and talk to you later? Right? Or if it's online, write whatever you want to write and then read it, pray about it. Don't press in. And just make sure it's what God wants you to do. Because that's all I, I, man, you know what? Maybe I'm new to all this. But that's all I want to hear people say is, hey, look, I took it to the Lord. That's it. Amen. 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 Y'all. This is, I think this is going to be one of my favorite episodes just because I love talking about wisdom. Not that I'm super wise, but I just love wisdom. You can tell by how obsessively I pray for it. Uh, (laughs) So I really value it. And I hope that you guys do too. We definitely want to encourage you. If this has blessed you, share this episode with a friend. Talk with the friend afterwards about it. Maybe y'all can pray about some stuff together. And also remember to visit patreon.com slash the pantry podcast to help support the show. Even $5 a month can help feed multiple people in Kisumu, Kenya at the food pantry that we have with our friend, Pastor Jackson Kepaway. And also it helps us cover all these fees and help us do even more of these awesome episodes. So until next time, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe wherever you podcast and catch other great shows on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Network on Uplifted and Eternity Ready Radio.